2: Hi friends, it is Nadia here back in the DCP studios in Times Square, New York City, sitting down to record another episode of Tigress. And oh my goodness, has it been a crazy day. On my way here, I was on the M train and like five stops away, the subway just announced that the M train service was being shut down for the day and I... I'm not really good in emergency situations, um, as you can maybe guess from the anxiety that I have. Uh, I just kind of freaked out and had like a little panic attack on the way here. Um, And, you know, of course I would get here eventually, but, you know, it was kind of a reminder on my way here, like panic attacks can come whenever, and sometimes it's triggered by the most little menial things. But I think that for me, I am actually weirdly sensitive about transportation, like I get really triggered if like I have a car that's late or if I'm running really late or if I miss a flight, like it feels like the end of the world to me. And I actually think a lot of it is related to growing up in a pretty big family, three daughters and a single mom, like my mom was dealing with so much, which meant that it was hard to get everybody out the door at the same time. And we were perpetually late to a lot of things. And I was perpetually like the last one to be picked up from, you know, after school care and everything. So I really notice even today, uh, I do tend to be later than I should be, but I really don't like being late. And when there's hiccups on my logistics of travel, I get weirdly triggered by it anyways. So that was kind of on my mind getting in here. And I wanted to share just because, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling like, okay, Nadia is using her coping mechanisms. I'm being very adult and I'm being very aware of what my triggers are caused by and how I can handle them. Um, but with that, I want to dive into an episode that I've been thinking about a lot because it's been a really big topic of my therapy sessions lately. And that is this concept of feeling like I always am trying to distract myself at very different angles, so I feel engaged in my like everyday life. And I think from a very young age, I've always liked to multitask, and it's not kind of out of a, a personal desire to be as productive as possible. For me, multitasking exists in every part of my life, whether it be when I'm working out, when I'm doing schoolwork, when I'm now doing work work. Um, when I'm in a conversation and that multitasking, I think for me has been a way that I've been able to without medication deal with this ADHD traits like hyperactivity. Right. I think for me, I grew up doing homework while also listening to music and sometimes watching TV at the same time. Um, I grew up doing homework and emails at the same time because if I just did homework, I would kind of get really distracted and end up putting it down, get frustrated. If I was just doing emails, I would kind of like buzz in my mind and dissociate and not really remember what I was writing. And so for me, I think I grew up with this, um, you know, personally developed coping mechanism of oh if I get distracted really easily I'll just bring into my control what I'm being distracted by and kind of hop my attention between both things um And I think that where it shows up in my life today is very much either with work, right? I think growing up with a lot of social media, but also having my work be on the laptop where I have my texts, my emails, my Slack, um, my TikTok web app, the WhatsApp web app, having a lot of things open at once and kind of being in this perpetual state of multitasking and distraction. And in many ways, I think about this and I'm like, you know, and every therapist I've seen has been trying to push me to really think about just being present, focusing on one thing at a time. And I think that there's this part of me that has a lot of pride in this self-developed coping mechanism. Like, look, I haven't had to take the medication that some doctors have wanted me to because I'm able to cope by with my depression or anxiety by keeping myself distracted keeping myself with a busy mind keeping myself always thinking about multiple things and i think that i have a lot of um like pride in the way that i was able to cope with that at the same time i also recognize that i end up living this life of feeling constantly pretty distracted midway and at the end of the day because it's that like oh my gosh i'm just like i've been kind of buzzing with energy the whole time i also recognize that there it, it's not living the most relaxed life, right? Like I, uh, I have pretty shaky hands, both from, um, just like anxiety, but also a little bit of adrenaline where I'm always kind of rushing around kind of like a little mouse, you know, like when you see a little mouse, I guess on TV or something, cause I don't really see watch masses in person where they're kind of like a little bit scampering everywhere. And they're kind of like, Oh my gosh, what's over there. What's over there. What's over there. And like, they're, they're kind of just getting distracted and try, just trying to run away. That's, this is what I feel like is not, I don't want to say spirit animal, that's just like my vibe a lot of the time, right? It's kind of less so relaxed and more so like, okay, I have a million things on my mind. And like, as I'm talking to you, I'm also thinking about what am I doing later today? I have an obsession around checking my Google calendar to make sure that I'm like trying to be on time as much as possible. I know exactly what's happening next, like in the next hour. Um, But it also means that I'm always obsessing over what's happening next, right? Because I'm kind of trying to distract myself with everything I'm doing now, but also planning for the next moment. And um, and I think that for me, planning is a way that I'm able to just kind of calm some of the anxiety of what the fuck am I doing and something really bad is going to happen because I'm able to say, OK, here's the structure of my day and how I'm going to live my day. Um, so, you know, I think that as I'm as I'm in this current state of my mental health where I feel like I have finally landed on a pretty stable dosage of my antidepressants. And um, I also feel like my life is starting to have more of a routine where I wake up at 9 a.m. every day and I get to work and then I work out in the afternoon and then I go to sleep by midnight, Um, you know, and even though every day looks different, I feel like I'm finally getting to more of a standard wake up, work, go to sleep that I'm happy with. But I also think that one of the things that I've been really thinking about and working through therapy on is this this element of my life where I just can't sit still and I can't just do one thing. Right. And for those of you who watch the podcast, um, even on YouTube, on the videos that we have, you'll see that sometimes I'm like writing things down in my notebook. And for me, I'm not actually writing notes down of uh what I want to say in the episode, a lot of the times I'm writing down thoughts about completely irrelevant topics to what I'm talking about right now that I want to do later, right? So like before I was getting on here, I had written down, okay, I want to talk a little bit about um, this element of distraction, distraction and this goal of mine to be a little bit, to learn how to be more present and maybe find other coping mechanisms that don't leave me kind of Exhausted and like shaking with adrenaline. But I also end up writing like random thoughts that come into my mind that I'll obsess over unless I get them on pen and paper. So, right now on my little piece of paper, I have written down um, weird ones, checkbox, butthole cramps on period will plan B make my period late, right? So I have these random thoughts in my head where I'm like, okay, wait, Uh, you know, I'm also thinking about SEO and uh, uh search e- engine optimization for my company, and I think we're gonna build on a blog, and what are these two random thoughts that I have in my mind that I think would great, be late, great long-form content pieces, butthole cramps on period, and will plan B make my period late? You know, these random things that I think come into my mind and I end up jotting down because it's like, there's part of my brain that's there, right? Okay, so maybe this whole distraction element uh, isn't so bad. That's what I tell myself at least. Maybe it's not so bad because I end up getting the job done, right? I'm very much a high-functioning, depressed person. I feel like I have a lot of my life under control. I'm really happy about where my relationships are. But distraction is something that's really hurt a lot of my relationships in the past because, one, I mean, with my own starting with my own relationship to myself – I can't make myself orgasm. And we've talked about that on this podcast before. And a lot of that is because my mind isn't able to calm down and be in one place and in my body at one time. The moment I have that silence where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take some time and focus on pleasuring my own body and be in my body. In my mind, I'm like, okay, but what do I have to do tomorrow? And I wonder what Henry is thinking and where is he? And why am I here? And what am I doing tomorrow? And what do I have to do? What emails do I have in my inbox? Right? So like, the distraction element does prevent me even from gathering my thoughts and being present and being able to bring myself pleasure in that way. It affects my relationships because, I mean, it'll affect when I'm having a conversation with someone and I start kind of zoning out on their face. And there's a part of me that's very much trying to pay attention and hear what they're saying and engage with them and understand like what I can bring to that conversation. And there's a part of me that's also like thinking about a bunch of other things, primarily work, right? Which is something I'm trying to learn how to do or something where I'm like, random thoughts are popping to my mind and I'm thinking about what they mean. And, you know, so I end up kind of going through life in this way where I'm half paying attention to what's happening, half paying attention to my relationships. And because I have this distraction and like multitasking brain, I end up dissociating right where I'm I'm spreading my intention so far that I'm not really absorbing the present moment and in many ways that can hurt my relationships and I think that's really been the case with my relationship with my younger sister Amaya who you know for so many years and she recently opened up to me about this for so many years thought that I didn't care about her or I didn't care to hear about her life because she said that whenever she started talking to me, I would just zone out and then she would stop talking and I wouldn't say anything. And she just realized that I wasn't really listening. Right. And I think that for me, that's so sad because I never want someone that I love dearly, especially my sisters to be like, I don't want to hear about their life. I don't care about them because that's not the case at all. And I think that what I'm really understanding is like the fact that it does come off that way when I'm zoning out in a conversation and I don't, and that's something that I deeply want to work on. I think it's also like when I'm meeting strangers, like I've had close friends of mine say like, oh, you know, like other people think you're kind of a bitch. Like you don't really pay attention to anything that's not pertaining to you. And I think for me, again, like that's that's something I've really been thinking about because I don't want that to be my re- reputation because it's also not what I'm, it's not like the impression or thought that I'm having. Like it's never, oh, I don't like you. I don't want to be here. I don't actually think that we're friends. I'm not going to have this conversation with you. It's a lot more like I'm trying to pay attention, but, like, I have a lot of other things on my mind, and I don't know how to, like, close it off. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters' coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We've partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. And so, you know, I don't really know what the solution is. Maybe it's meditating more. Maybe it's like trying to really push myself to focus on one thing at a time and just like really be in the moment. Um, And I was talking to my therapist about this. And what's really interesting is in past treatment opportunities with psychiatrists and something, they've always been like, oh, well, have you tried like Adderall, right? Like, have you tried having something that can stimulate your brain enough where you're able to focus? And to me, I'm like, Okay, but listen to how distracted I am and how hyperactive I am where it's less so a focus issue. And it's more like even if I'm focusing on one thing, I just have so many other things on my mind. So I'm still able to do it. I'm just not able to do it as presently. And I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that like I don't like having my brain be slowed down. And when my thoughts are slowed down, I get anxious. Right. Like I used to have panic attacks every time I closed my laptop after doing work or writing an essay for school because i would just be like oh my god now i'm left alone with my thoughts and that is the worst thing ever and i don't like my thoughts i have a lot of self-loathing thoughts and i have a lot of you know flashbacks and i don't want to think that way and so i think that for me growing up with that anxiety and like you know those ptsd traits i think i ended up developing again this coping mechanism where i'm just not allowing myself to be left alone with my thoughts and I think at a certain point I kind of lost the ability to control that where I wasn't able to thoughtfully distract myself in times when I needed it as a coping mechanism, but it became like a light switch that was always on. I was always in a hyperactive multitasking brain mode set. And, you know, in some ways maybe that means that I can be really highly productive on certain things. Like I'm really great at making 50 TikToks a day because my brain's all over the place. I have constant ideas and I'm like making content and my brain like really loves this 15 second short form video, you know, series. So in many ways, sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe it's a superpower and I try to see the silver lining of it. But at the end of the day, as I mentioned, like, it's not a great way to live. And I think that I've become more conscious of it in the last few weeks as I've had the therapy space to like reflect on what I want to, what I want to work through and, This has really been part of it that has come up again and again, which is like, how can I slow my brain down and learn to be in the present moment? Um, And I wanted to share this with all of you because I've become very aware that I'm not the only one who is trying to work on this. And I think it's kind of the result of living on multiple social media platforms for many years of my adolescence, um, along with this generation where we do live in a world where we're living the real life scenario but in our minds we're maybe thinking of how it's going to portray on social media and how we're going to portray the outfit that I'm wearing to my followers and how that content is going to be shifting across platforms and it kind of means that we're always half in the moment but also half like in this social media metaverse world right where we're thinking about multiple ways that we're actually going to be presenting ourselves and so You know, I wanted to share this because I feel like I don't have the answers to it, but I'm really putting it out there that this is something I want to work on, that I really want to work on this element of slowing down and learning to not think about how my life is going to be portrayed on social media, but just to be able to really sit and be and enjoy this moment. And I also wanted to thank all of you because I think that this podcast has been a really, really powerful way that I've been able to start doing some of that slowing down work because. I think this is the longest I ever go without checking my phone. Um, I'm constantly on multiple screens at a time when I'm working or when I'm making content or things like that. And then when I record Tigress, it is this 30 minutes or, you know, 15, 30 to 45 minutes where I'm just staring um, like at the wall or staring at a camera lens. And just speaking from the heart and not looking at a screen, not consuming content. And as much as I have thoughts that kind of straggle over way and I write down my random uh, my random ideas just so I can have it on paper and I can move past it, I still think this is a really sacred moment for me where I'm able to just like be and pay attention and be on and like cherish this moment and know that like I have an incredible production team and sound engineer who can go out and then package it to share with the world. But I think that you know, and not everybody has that podcast platform, but I think that it's it's come up more and more in like my therapy and my journaling of this podcast time is really unique in comparison to every other moment where I'm not recording in my life because I'm most present when I'm doing this. Right. And I think that that's something that I'm really excited for and I'm really thankful for. Um, I think another thing that I've been, you know, really trying to work through um, like in the in the next um, in the next year is really thinking about tactically creating habits in my life where I'm pushing myself to slow down and the first one that has been kind of prescribed to me by a life coach but also um, like friends of mine Henry and my therapist is like really trying to work on a morning and a night routine and you know I've talked about this on the podcast before where I think it's absolute like bullshit where there are these entrepreneurs who go around saying, like, the way you're gonna change your life is to wake up at 4 a.m., do yoga, meditate, have breakfast, you know, make your latte. And for me, like that is not my situation at all. I don't have a morning or night routine beyond like brushing my teeth. Um, I used to wash my face every morning and lately I just haven't been doing that. I just haven't felt like it. And I think that for me, like my mornings have really been waking up two minutes or one minute before I have to be on a call, and then kind of like rushing, taking my retainer out and like. I didn't brush my hair today, but just like getting into it, right? Like today I had um, like a 10 a.m. meeting and I woke up at 9.59, I think, you know? And so I think for me, like I've really been trying to think a lot about like how I'm going to actually put into practice this wish to be slowing down in my life. Because I know it's not enough just to say here like, oh, it would be great to slow down, but also be like, these are the habits and the tangible steps that I'm going to be taking. So for me, what I'm kind of sharing with all of you and what I'm going to challenge myself to do, and I hope all of you... Is I'm really gonna try to be meal prepping more so that I can eat because I have not been good about eating because I get distracted by work. And I think meal prepping can very much happen in the morning. And the other thing is, I really wanna get in the habit of uh, back in the habit of washing my face, brushing my teeth really well, combing my hair, um, and like putting more thought into my outfits and like what I'm wearing that day. Because not 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 that like I am trying to be a fashionista now, but like. I think that what I'm really realizing is that some of those daily habits could potentially just become part of my routine, right? Where like, I never think consciously about what I'm going to wear really, but I feel like if I make it a goal to be like, okay, I want to really put thought into how I'm presenting myself, not for a superficial reason, but simply because how I'm presenting myself also falls in line with being more in tune with maybe what I'm feeling or how I'm going to... Um, like what I have going on in that day, right? And I think the other thing about this morning routine is trying to do so without making a TikTok about it. Um, I think TikTok has been like such an incredible part of my life for honestly the last six months. It hasn't been that long, but it's definitely addicting and it's something that I'm definitely addicted to. And it's gotten to the point where, Like for months, I was brushing my teeth on camera every single, like multiple times a day because I felt like it was an opportunity cost not to make a TikTok about it. And now it's gotten to the point where if I'm not making a TikTok about self-care, then I don't really feel the reason to do it. And that's no way to live and that's no reason to do self-care. And so I think that's another thing that I'm really trying to work on is like come down to the parts of my life where I'm thinking, how do I take care of myself? How do I slow down? How do I really work on this element of being present? And how do I do so for the right reasons, right? And perhaps it's ironic that I'm sharing all of this with you on a fucking podcast, but it's something that I've been really trying to look internally of like, what are my motivations to take care of myself? And I think especially understanding my diagnosis with BPD and everything, I know that it's hard for me to do things just for myself and for like the sake of taking care of me and making Nadia happy and healing my own inner child. And I think in many ways, I try to I try to link like any action to some sort of way that I'm able to be productive in work, where I'm able to share it with um my following. And um that's very capitalist and you know, that's the capitalism that's been ingrained into me of like trying to find the, the worth or the productivity and everything that I do. And I think that a lot of where what I've lost since rehab is like in rehab, I wasn't on social media where I was able to just like be taking care of myself 100% of the time and it was just for me and I think since coming out of that like where so much of my career is about sharing my mental health journey which I love and I feel so thankful for the danger is also doing things to take care of myself simply for the fact that I can say that I take care of myself and I guess like to me I'm sitting here very honestly and vulnerably to say like I've kind of found myself in a situation where I need to slow down and I need to take better care of myself and I need to do so for the right reasons and I think I've lost that and it's something that I really want to get into. So I won't be making videos brushing my teeth on TikTok. Um, I know that's not going to be the 100%, you know, equal, easy change. But it's something that I've been thinking is like a small action just to debunk that idea of like, you know, performative self-care. Again, that's what it is, performative self-care. Like where I can just kind of just take care of myself and be okay with that. Um, I haven't even like taken a bath because like, I'm like, if I take a bath, I have to make content about it. And I actually have a phone camera tripod in my shower because I've been making TikToks about like my shower habits and self like personal hygiene. And like, I've noticed that I took a shower last week where I didn't take a TikTok and I felt really guilty and stressed about it. And that's something that I'm also trying to work on. So I guess this is kind of like my love letter. And thank you to all of you for listening and for giving me this space, because as I said, making content like this is so healing for me. And it's also like the podcast, especially is a place where I'm able to be present and think through a lot of my thoughts, which are usually jumbled up. And I'm so thankful to like, not feel alone about what I'm going through either, because I hear from so many listeners of the podcast about how this, you know, provokes thoughts in your mind and reflections. And um, I love that because in so much of my own mental health challenges, I feel really alone and y'all make me realize that I'm not alone so this is my love letter to say thank you for that. Um but it's also kind of my my um I think my wake up call of realizing that there is this boundary that I'm needing to work on of making sure that I'm taking care of myself for the right reasons and for me because at the end of the day that's like my biggest challenge is like not doing things for work and instead doing things because it makes me happy. Which is not really something I think about a lot. I'm usually just thinking about like what I need to be doing the next day and all my other thoughts. So with that, I'm going to sign off and I want to say thank you so much for listening. I want to hear what y'all think about this. Maybe we can all do a little digital detox. I have not taken a day off from social media in the last year. So maybe that's something I can do. But anyways, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I want to know what you think. I hope I made sense in this, in my rambling mumbo-jumbo talk, Um, and I'm so excited uh, to continue this journey with all of you on Hygris. Bye, y'all.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.